Okay. Joel chapter two. I just want to read uh, about three verses here. One, two, three, four verses. I'm going to start reading from verse 21. See what time it is. Man, I'm going to get y'all out of here today. I ain't going to play. All right, let's start reading at verse 21. <laughs> Joel chapter 2, verse 21. And here's what it reads. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice. For the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid, you beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up and the trees bear its fruit. The fig tree and the vine, the vine yield their strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully and will cause the latter rain or will cause the rain to come down for you. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month, the threshing floors shall be full of wheat and the vats shall overflow with new oil. I want to talk to you this morning from this thought the kingdom stimulus package, the kingdom stimulus package. If y'all don't mind, let's pray together as we enter the word right here. Father, in Jesus name, I thank you this morning for sensing your presence here. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you are so awesome, uh, vast, magnificent, fantastic, that although we are not together in the same place, you are still here with us in the multiple places and spaces that are represented on this platform this morning. Thank you. Thank you for being omnipresent this morning. So Lord, we pray that you would speak to us in a very clear and concise way. I thank you now, Lord, that our hearts will be lifted, that our spirits will be uh, energized, that our heads will be lifted, that our expectation will be broadened, that our eyes will be focused from the word that you give us today. Now, Lord, think through my mind, speak through my mouth, give me clarity of thought and agility of wit. Allow me to talk in the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus name. Amen. A kingdom stimulus package. All right. So as we have transitioned from um, kingdom loading series, we are actually in between. We are today is not a start of a new series. However, I'm thinking it is the precursor to our series that will start next week. But today I want to share with you what I believe God has impressed from my, in my heart for you today. I often talk about if you follow with me or, or been a member of our church or listen to uh, my talks over the years, I often talk about God working behind the scenes of our lives and he's working things together. Often when I preach uh, a text, I look for God beyond the word, behind the words. I look for God in between the print and the paper because he is 
oftentimes not overt in what he does. He is covert in what he does. And it is after he has already done what he has done that we realize that was you. That was you all along. But he works behind the scenes, uh, weaving together what I like to call the tapestry of our lives. But also, if you followed me, you heard me talk about um, how God gets out ahead of a thing that when because he is God and he is omniscient, he knows what's coming down the pipe that he he often gets uh, ahead of a thing. He'll tell the children of Israel here. Here's what I want you to do because something is coming here. Don't go that way. Go this way because something is coming. So today's talk kind of fits in between the two. It is nicely uh, nuzzled in between what he is doing behind the scenes and what he is getting out in front of. I don't know why I just felt the presence of God just that heavy come in here right that he is he is right here in between the two. So watch. Um, there is a lot happening in the world. And I, you all hear me talk about this all the time, because while uh, we should be uh, in touch with and understanding what's happening in the world today. We st- should still be focused on God. OK. And what I what I realize that helps people sometimes is to understand what is happening in the world, calling it to their attention, because because what happens is it's not that we don't know what's in the world going on in the world, but we don't realize that the information we get and the things that are happening in the world are often distractions to keep us off focus. And you hear me talk about that a lot. So that's why I bring those things to uh, our attention as I share with the church universal that this is happening in the world. But don't let it distract you from what God is saying. Don't let it get you off course. Uh, Don't let it take you away from your assignment. Listen, don't let it um, ignite fear in your heart or in your life that produces paralyzation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So today, the word that the Lord wants to release to us today, um, it's important for us to hear because today's uh, economic situation uh, is reporting a soon to come recession. Okay, and um, and we see it. We see the signs of it. And like I said, lady, lady already says it's already here. Um, You know, they try to control what is released as it relates to communications via news. So there is not this mass, you know, run to the grocery stores and all of that. And people have pan and they panic, but it's here. I mean, food's getting higher every day. Every day. It's amazing how food creeps up like two, $3 every week. It seems like, was it me or did I, was when I in last week and I paid this, but it just creeps up. Um, of course we know gas is higher every day. And I don't even want to talk about the fact that gas has been going up, up, up. But all of a sudden, there's a pause on the up and they'll tell you, hey, it's gone down two cents for the 4th of July weekend. I don't even want to get into all of that. But all of that just makes my eyebrow go up. Okay, Um, interest rates now are up, which means we got to be paying attention to the uh, the debt that we carry on our credit cards. Okay. We got to pay attention to that. We need to be trying to get these credit cards paid off because at the end of the day, 
because these interest rates are going up. They're trying to stimulate the economy. And it's important that we um, pay attention to the debt that we're carrying. Y'all, man. See, I, I ain't going to chase the rabbit, Nicole. I ain't going to chase the rabbit. I ain't going to chase the rabbit. But you don't want... <sighs> There, uh, what would happen if we did put our money together, you know, which is how like credit unions and stuff started to be able to say, hey, we're going to put our money together this month and help you pay off that little $5,000 thing you got. You're going to pay us all back, but we want you to help get that $5,000 credit card paid off so you won't end up paying seven. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's the mindset that we have to think about. So, you know, last year and year before last, started I think around 2020, there was this uh, stimulus checks that had been um, uh, released to us, and uh, we were happy. Okay, the stimulus checks uh, came to taxpayers, and it was sent to us by the government. And it's so funny to me, though, it was designed to um, stimulate the economy by providing consumers with some spending money. It's funny to me, though. It's kind of like we know that y'all are hurting people not going to work, you know, uh, pandemic and all of that. And. We're going to send y'all some money to kind of help you. I know it's hard to pay rent. Businesses are closing, but we're going to tax you on that. You know, we know you're in a bad spot, but let's give you, we're going to give you about $1,200, but we want the taxes off of that. Really? Yeah, look at that. Yeah, because it was designed to help. Uh, but here's my question. If the stimulus check, was designed to help us. And let, listen, everybody who got a stimulus check was happy they got it. Okay, I didn't even expect one, but when it came, I was like, look at God. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't expecting this, but here we go. Well, here's the deal. If it was designed to stimulate the economy, if uh, rising interest rates are designed to stabilize the economy, why are we going into a recession? The question is, if it was designed to help, did it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, God has been speaking to his people for the climate that we are about to come into. Okay. Um, he's been speaking to us for about a year or so now. And I know he's been speaking to the body of Christ uh, right here at Christ Centered. He's been talking to us. He's been talking to us about um, how to manage our money. We, uh, he talked to us about um, that, that season of more that was coming, that if we handled it right, that we would operate in blessing and not just provision, okay? Um, I can't remember the name of that series, but if you're on here and you did not hear that series, you should um, be listening. You should go back and listen to that. Somebody type in the chat and tell me the name of that series. Something about more. Uh, unlocking more. It was called Unlocking More. That's what it was called. I just saw the vault uh, on the, the graphic. Unlocking More. And it was God was getting us ready for this season that we're in and the season that we're headed into. And I love it because God, listen, 
while working behind the scenes of our lives, he also gets out in front of a thing to warn us about what's happening. Today, though, it's not so much a warning as much as it is he wants to fuel some expectations. Okay, that's what that's what he wants to do. All right. So as we move into this next quarter, this is the beginning of the uh, second quarter of the year, right? January, February, March, April. Yeah. Right. What, what quarter are we in? Third quarter? It's quarter three, y'all. Help me. January, February, March, April, May, June. Oh, yeah, we're in the we're in the third quarter. And as we go into this next quarter, listen, God is <laughs> love it. Releasing his stimulus package in this third quarter. Watch what I'm telling you. He's sending he what what God is doing right now is that he's sending his stimulus package so he can stimulate the kingdom economy in this next quarter. Yeah, see, that is where we're headed in the next series. God put on my heart a few weeks ago to do a series about kingdom currency. Yep, kingdom currency. Because see, in the world system, everybody's talking about recession. That's, you know, that's money, stimulus, money with Bitcoin and all of that kind of stuff. God says, yeah, yeah, you got to be wise in how to handle that. But I'm also uh, first the natural, then the spiritual. I want to give you the wisdom that it's going to take for you to be able to live through this next season unscathed. And that's, it's gonna happen when you manage the kingdom economy. That's what we start next week, okay? Kingdom economy. We're gonna send you out, uh, we're gonna send out to you graphics, wording, language, so you can share it with your people, get them in the room, okay? Get them in the room on this kingdom uh, economy series that's coming. But today the Lord wanted me to do like a precursor here. And he wants you to know that God has not forgotten his people. Cause listen, it's tight. We all know that it's, it's tight. Um, and some people who say, well, it was already tight pastor in our house before it got tight. Yeah. So it's tighter. Some would even say it's the tightest it's ever been. When you go to your tank and what used to cost you $47 to fill up now costs you 75 and 82. Come on. It's tight. It's tight. It's tight for everybody. Here's the thing. Holidays keep coming around and you still want to gather with your friends and family. You still want to eat. You still want to celebrate. You still want to vacate. It's hard. How do we do this? Here is what God wants you to understand today that uh, he is downloading. Now it has already been released. Check your spiritual mailbox because it's already been released. So let's talk about it. You ready? Okay. When we go back and look at our text today, <laughs> yeah, it says like tight, like a rope. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's like, don't spend where you don't have to spend. Okay? Don't spend where you don't have to spend. Because our mindset, let me not chase this rabbit, but just halfway down the, 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 the road. Our mindset normally is 
because I work, I deserve. I work hard, I deserve. I want you to understand this. You work hard. You deserve to use wisdom and operate wisely during this season. You deserve it. You deserve to save some money in this season. You deserve it. You deserve to live self, uh, uh, live, live sacrificially in this season. You deserve it. Uh-huh. Look how we look. So, yeah. So let's go back to the text so I can get out of here now. All right. I got about 15 minutes. Let's get out of here. So Joel chapter two, verse 21. God's talking to. I want you to see this in the text. God is talking to. Everything in the text, everything on the earth in this text, God is talking to. I want you to hear me. He's not just talking to people. He's talking to creation. Let's go back and look at it real quick. Joel chapter two, verse 21. Look at where he starts. It starts here. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice. Who? The land. This is the land, the word ground. He's not talking about old land, meaning the people. It's not figurative. This is ground. So now God is speaking to the ground. And he says, fear not, O ground. Be glad and rejoice for the Lord has done marvelous things. It's amazing to me that when God starts talking to everything, it amazes me because sometimes I forget the, 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 how everything works together, how creation, see, we feel like because we are at the top of the food chain as it relates to God's creation, that nothing else really matters. And the text says, no, 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 everything matters. And God speaks to everything. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He starts out, he says, be glad and rejoice land for the Lord has done marvelous things. Here's what I want you to understand here. Everybody doesn't need money. Uh Oh, this is, we talking King kingdom stimulus package. Everybody doesn't need money. What some people have struggled with during the pandemic and all this other stuff as it relates to recession, it may not be financially. I know some people who financially ain't even thinking about money because not everybody needs money. But when we start talking about stimulus packages, that's what we think. We think money because in our natural, that's what happens. But God is speaking to everything because he wants to hear me clearly. God wants to stimulate everything in your life, not just your money. <laughs> not just your money. So he starts with speaking to the land. Listen, he starts speaking to the land and he says to the land, rejoice. Be glad for the Lord has done marvelous things land. 
The land represents the things that have been planted and seeds in your life. The things that are coming up. He says, I want to stimulate some of this growth, some of this harvest, the stuff that's coming up in your life. I want to do some marvelous things on your behalf. And I want to start speaking to the ground. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So there's some stuff around you in your life that has nothing to do with money, but it needs to yield a forward motion in your life. God is speaking to that thing right now. <laughs> he wants to stimulate everything. He speaks to the ground. He says, I want you to come up now. All the good seeds they've sown, come up now. The harvest that they've been waiting for come. They have been loving on people and giving grace. They're stepping into a season where they need more of more of it. Come, come up now. He says, I want to speak to the land around you. Oh, come on. Every Sunday, I tell you that every place the soles of your feet shall tread upon, you shall possess. He's saying what you step on now, what you're about to possess is going to be good and yielding. God says land be happy. Yeah. Then he goes to, goes to, I'm supposed to be finishing in like eight to 15 minutes. Then he goes to verse 22. He says, do not be afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up and the trees or the, and the tree bears its fruit. So not only does he start by speaking to the land, which is what's going to be coming up in your life. Then he starts speaking to the animals. Think about God is releasing a stimulus package to everything around you. Everything. He speaks to the animals. Now, animals are symbolic or speaks to productivity, industry, work. So he says to the animal, don't trip because the pasture with which you sustain yourself is coming up. The fruit that y'all eat off the trees, animals coming up. In other words, your work is going to be productive. It's, you're going to be able to sustain through your work. Are y'all hearing us? Us. Who is us, Pastor? Me and the Holy Ghost trying to work up in here today. <laughs> you hearing me? That your work is going to be productive. I don't care what you do. God is speaking this, this stimulus package now to the industry. Your work. Animals often represent beasts of burden. In other words, you carry things on top of the, the animal. You, you uh, hook it to a plow and you plant uh, by the work of the animal. So the animal, God is saying, animals, be cool. Because the pasture that keeps you fueled, that keeps you producing, is going to be growing up. And you're going to have what you need. So in other words, God is saying to us in this stimulus package that not only is the ground about to yield some stuff, but your work is going to be productive. I don't know who this is for. You keep questioning. Does what I do matter? Yes, it matters. It matters. And your work is about to produce even more for you because the Lord is speaking to industry. Come on. He's speaking to it. 
I can't speak for the world. I can only talk kingdom talk because this is kingdom download right here. And while others may be struggling, while under other industries may be fledgling, I'm saying to you that you in this season will prosper. You will be productive. Be, oh, <laughs> why? Why, Pastor? Because if you read down a few more verses that we won't cover today, God says that he will not bring his people to an open shame. Y'all read it. That's why you're going to be productive. He says, I want to send this word to stimulate your faith. Stimulate your expectation in this season. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because you've been declaring the name of the Lord in the midst of all of this stuff going on. You've been believing God. You've been praying for the sick. You've been saying, this is what God is saying. You've been repeating what God has been saying. And God says, as a result of that, I am not going to let you be put to an open shame while other areas are struggling. I'm going to speak to the ground you walk on and the work that you produce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's 21 and 22, right? He, he speaks to the land in 21, 22. He speaks to the field. He said, don't be scared, beast. Don't be scared. I love it. To the land, he said, rejoice. Oh, <laughs> I, I said I wasn't going to do it. I said I, went, I wasn't going to go through all this today. He says to the, to the land, be glad and rejoice. He says to the field, the animals, rather, the animals in the field, do not be afraid. So then, if the ground, he says to be happy, because when you're happy, you release yield, you yield good stuff. He says to the animal that represents our work, don't be afraid. <laughs> In other words, get to work because it's about to produce for you. Don't be afraid. Don't. Uh, okay. Verse 23, he says. Be glad then, O children of Zion. Wait. You got to pay attention to the order of God. You always have to pay attention to order. Because we feel like we are the top of the food chain as humans. We feel like God should be speaking to us first. And God says, I don't speak to you first. I speak to your surroundings first. So your surroundings can get in line with what I'm about to say to you. Because when I say it to you, everything you need to execute what I say to you is already going to be manifesting. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. See, he, listen, listen. When Jesus says to Peter, come, the water heard it first. Peter can't hear, come, step in the water and then fall into the water. And then all of a sudden the water firms up for him. No, 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 no. The, the water heard it first. So when Peter finally steps down out of the boat, the water was already, it, it was the, uh, it was the change that was needed. So the water had to line up with what Jesus said to be able to sustain Peter when he stepped out of the boat. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And so what God does is he, he, he produces this order that produces for us 
this, this execution or a seeing what God is doing. So he speaks to the ground. He speaks to the animal and then he speaks to us. So what God does here is he gives us this. There's three things in the stimulus package that uh, we got to do or three things that we should be doing with this stimulus package. Are y'all with me? Okay. God is releasing a kingdom stimulus package to his people. Okay. Enough is enough. When you go back and read chapter one of Joel, what you'll find is that the people were out of line and God gave them instructions to get lined up. And when they lined up, God says, okay, enough. Everything that was uh, tearing these people down. I put a hope to it right now. And listen, it was prophetic. The way Joel uh, releases this, it, they are not necessarily seeing it at this moment. He was prophesying what was about to happen. But I love the words that he used. OK, so with the three things that we should be doing with the stimulus package is number one. He says, be glad and rejoice. Because God is doing it and the way he gives it to them is I want to tell y'all what's about to happen. There's a reversal of some things that are about to happen. And maybe in this text, they were not seeing it in this moment. But the word of the Lord is rejoice, be glad now. So the first thing you got to do with this uh, this stimulus package is you need to be glad and rejoice. I want you to hear me. Be glad, not act glad, not think glad. Glad here is a state of being. Be glad. So when you wake up in the morning, the heaviness that you normally wrestle with, splash around with, pal around with. Yeah, I don't know where I am right now. I don't know how I'm feeling. Ah, God says, no, I don't want you to deal with any of that. I want you to be glad. Oh, I can't get no. Somebody put it in the chat. Be glad. Put a capital B E. Be glad. Don't think about it. Be it. Come on. Glad people smile. Glad people declare great things. Glad people speak to others. Glad people hold the door. Come on. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I want you to be. God says be glad. I know that you got a list of stuff that you could be sad about. But God says based on my release of this stimulus package, I need you to be glad. Don't come around me with sad talk in this season because God told me to be glad. Putting you on mute, putting you on pause. When you get glad, I will unmute you. When you get glad, I'll press play on our relationship. But I do not have time for you to keep being a wet blanket because God told me to be glad. Now, what you can do is you can hear what I'm saying. Receive being glad and we can walk together. Other than that, don't call me. Don't text me. Don't email me because God told me to be glad. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Because this, this package, y'all, that he is releasing right now is to stimulate your faith. <coughs> stimulate your faith and some of us have been going through this season and our faith is weak come on let's be truthful come on I don't always feel like the way I'm preaching right now I don't always feel like this about what I do 
But God told me, he was like, Tim, this season, here's your stimulus. I'm telling you what's coming. You need to be glad and rejoice. The word rejoice is to uh, spin around wildly, to act clamorously foolish. It is really rejoice in this, in this uh, uh, Hebrew is like the word that we say halal in the Greek. Halal is to spin around wildly, to act clamorously foolish. It is where we get the, the word hallelujah. See, hallelujah is really an action more than it more it is more than it is a statement. We say hallelujah, God. No, what really should be happening is it is what I do that makes the statement. I am acting clamorously foolish. I am rejoicing. Look how y'all looking at me. <laughs> y'all looking at me. I'm rejoicing. But we like to say it because it is more comfortable to say than it is to do. Look how y'all looking. But you don't mind doing it when your favorite song come on, be on that speaker talking about, hey, this is my jam. And you don't care what they think about you then. That is really what hallelujah is. Look at y'all. Look at y'all. Oh, I'm driving it. Oh, oh. See, he says, this is where I want you to be in this season. Be glad. And at a moment, notice, drop it. <laughs> drop it like a, <laughs> look at how y'all looking. Drop a praise at a moment, notice. Come on. Come on, lift your hands at a moment's notice. Forget what other people think. Act like you did when you was in the club. Act like you did when you had the drink in one hand and the weed in the other. Come on, don't look at me like that. You know what I'm saying. He says, here's what I want you to be. I want you to be glad and Rejoice. That's number one. That's number one. That's the first thing you need to do. <laughs> uh, Y'all funny to me. Come on. He says, rejoice. Here's what he says. Rejoice. Right. A little, listen, Nicole, a little ratchet praise ain't never hurt nobody. You hear what I'm saying? Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> right where you are. Yeah, he says, be glad in the car. Be glad at the gas station. Because listen, there was this, you fussed about paying $80, but there was a season you wouldn't have had to, you didn't even have the 80 to pay. Ain't no need to fuss it about what you got now. Because the season was you would have had to not go. But now at least you got it to pay. Come on. Rejoice. He says, be glad. Watch what he says. And rejoice. This is what's still on number one. He says, I want you to rejoice in the Lord. I love it. I love it. Be glad, you children of Zion. This is verse 23. And rejoice in the Lord your God. He says, I'm going to help you with the rejoicing part because I'm going to tell you where to direct it. Because the government sent out a stimulus package that we was happy about and thanking him about. But that stimulus package got taxed. And we still headed into a recession. But God says, listen, it's amazing to me, though, how in order to. Oh, this is the thing I was thinking. Let me just bring y'all in on my mind. It's amazing that we live in a country that claims to be a superpower. But it seems like the people who lead the superpower are powerless. To get things done. So watch. 
in order to stimulate the economy. They had to send money and put it in the hands of people. And God says in my stimulus uh, package, I want you to rejoice or be glad and rejoice in the Lord because the Lord in order to do his stimulating of the economy doesn't have to put anything in your hand. He could just speak to the ground and speak to the industry. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. He speaks to the ground and speak to the animals. But watch. It says here, he says, be, Joel prophesies, be glad and rejoice in your Lord. Your Lord, that word Lord in the, uh, in the Hebrew here is the word Jehovah. And the word Jehovah is self-existent one. So he says, I know you're in the world and they're dealing with some economic downturns because they are banking on a whole lot of other things to help stabilize the economy. And God says, I want you to rejoice in me because I'm self-existent. When I say it's about the change, it's about the change. And it's not contingent upon anybody else. He is self-existent. Okay, so number one, what I got to do with this stimulus package, Pastor? Number one, be glad and rejoice. Here's number two. Number two, I want you to live with expectation. Starting right now. No more sad speech. Come on, no more condemnation. No more depression, no, no more heaviness. Speak what it is because if God is speaking to the ground what you should be speaking to come on what should you be speaking to if he's speaking to the ground speak to it see that that's the thing we're so busy watching everybody on, on social media that we don't know what God is speaking to so you want to respond to every little thing that's out there oh they said this let me respond to it let me put my two cents in your two cents that don't matter talk to God and ask God what he's speaking to so he says I'm speaking to the ground what is going to yield I'm speaking to the animal, the, your work, what, what that's going to yield, and I'm speaking to people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he says, I want you to live with expectation. Okay, pastor, what are we expecting? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Look at what he says. Verse 23 again. Be glad then, you children of Zion, for he has given you the former rain faithfully and he will cause the rain to come down uh, for you from the former rain and the latter rain in the first month okay um, rain okay this is really clear when we start talking about the rains okay in the season that Joel was prophesying in the rains had shut up okay God has sent the locusts and all of that to, to devour crops the ground wasn't yielding. There was no rain. And God says, because of the changes that you've made, I'm going to make sure now that you have everything you need. But wait, rain is symbolic of covenantal alignment. <laughs> so God is saying here, you can expect the rain because I am in covenant with you and I'm going to do what I tell what I told you I was going to do. Yeah. See, that part right there is helping me. Because God is in a covenant with me and he realizes that I'm the lesser and he's the greater. And what he has decided to do in my life 
is what he is going to do because he is a covenant keeping God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So he says, when I'm sending the rains faithfully, I'm going to line up and do what I said. What were the prophetic words that you've received over your life? <laughs> what was the word of knowledge that you received over your life? Somebody walked past you one day in the store and told you something. God says those things I'm lining up right now because I'm the covenant keeping God and I'm about to pour that stuff out on you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's who he is. When we start talking about rain, we talk about covenant. Yep. He says, I want you to rejoice and be glad. He said, that's, that's what you, number one. Number two, I want you to live with expectation. So what's the expectation, pastor? Expecting God to keep his word over your life. Number one. Okay. What's the next one, pastor, that he wants, uh, that, that I got to do under this expectation. Here it is. He says, um, verse 24, the threshing floor shall be full of wheat and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. He says, I want you to expect, listen, expect my covenantal blessing. One, here's number two, expect my provision in your life. Wheat is a symbol of provision. It produces bread and food, okay? Now, the text said, and you got to look at this stuff. That's amazing because it says the threshing, not the threshing floor. It says the threshing floors will be full. So, you know, the threshing floors where they took the wheat and they had this, uh, they had these tools and one instrument, they beat the wheat so it would separate that the husk that the wheat was in would separate Okay. And then they would do this thing called winnowing where they would toss it all up in the air because it is on that floor where the wheat and the tear resides. Okay. Meaning the thing that I want to keep and the thing that I don't want live in the same place. Y'all don't hear me after the beating, the thing that I want and the thing that I do not want live in the same place, but there is some work that happens that when I throw it up in the air, there's a wind that comes and it takes away what I don't want. And what I do want comes back to the ground. So I want you to really see this because there could be a lot of wheat on the threshing floor. But by the time you break it down and the winnowing process takes it away, the chaff away, there may not be as much as it thought. But God says, I got you covered. He says, what I'm telling you is in this stimulus package, your provision will be full and more than enough. He says the threshing floors with an S will be full. Which means the provision that you're about to step into and live in is going to be more than enough. So you got to make sure in this stimulus package as he is stimulating the economy for the kingdom, you got to make sure that out of all that he provides that you give that you save and that you live. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If the floors multiple will be full, he is saying you're going to have more than what you need. Be wise to give 
Be wise to save. Be wise to live. Are y'all with me? Woo. Man, I'm preaching real good right up in here. I'm preaching good right up in here. Huh? Have you, have you ever, have you ever gotten paid, right? And before you got paid, you calculated your bills. Okay, you took your tithe out. Then you calculated all the bills that you gotta, that you gotta pay. And then you come to a number that you're like, wow, this is all I'm gonna have left for the next two weeks. But then after you get the check and pay all those bills, it was more than what you calculated. Have you ever, have you ever had that, that feeling? That feeling that you get scared because you feel like you missed a bill? Y'all, watch me. Give me the testimonies. Watch what I say. It's going to be just like that. It's just going to be just like that, that the provision is going to come in. And after you beat it down, pay the bills. <laughs> Your expectation of what will be left on the floor. God's going to show you that it's going to be more than what you thought, even though you calculated what you calculated, because the kingdom stimulus package ain't under the what I want to say um, ain't bound by what you calculate. Supernatural changes, lady. Yes. Watch what I tell you. Watch what I tell you, because you're going to go back and you're going to be like, but I thought I paid this. I think I paid this. Maybe I forgot this. And you're going to look back at your ledger in your bank and you're going to realize, oh, I did pay this. I did pay this. Man, how did I miscalculate that? God's going to say, you didn't miscalculate. <laughs> Come on. Come on. That's what's about to happen. That's what that means. Okay. Then he goes on to say, you ready? Here's what you should be expecting. Expecting covenant blessing. Expecting supernatural provision. He goes on to say, then there's going to be, watch, uh, vats, your vats shall overflow with new wine. That's joy. Now, this makes sense to me. Expect joy. It makes sense to me because he says, be glad. <laughs> be glad and rejoice. Okay, what, why does that make sense to you, Pastor? Because being glad is connected to joy. Listen, not happiness. Being happy is contingent upon your happenings. But joy is contingent upon what you know, even though you don't see what you feel like you should be seeing. Your internal state is joy. Because although good things ain't happening, the joy in me says, I know it will because I am anchored. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And that's why I run into so many Christians who don't have joy. That's because they live in a state of, I want to be happy. But they live in that state because they keep following people on social media who only shows them the happy stuff of their life. Look how y'all look at Ain't nobody posting the stuff that ain't going so well. They're not posting failures. Come on. The people that woke up like this and look a mess, they might not have no makeup on. Their hair might not be done. <laughs> but trust, <laughs> they ain't capturing 
what the real is. And God says, I want you to have joy. Expect it. Joy stabilizes your life that even when not so good stuff happens, it doesn't shake your gladness. Y'all with me? Yeah, that's what your vats with new wine. That's new joy. New joy. I love God. I love God. Because if, if wine is symbolic of joy and he says your vats are going to overflow with new joy, that means there's some new stuff about to jump off in your life that you ain't seen yet that's going to create joy here. Who am I prophesying to? The word of God tells you that for every tear that you've sowed, you will reap in joy. Here it is. This is that season where the seeds, the tears you've cried, you didn't know what was in the tear. That's why it's going to be new joy because all those tears you've cried, God is speaking to the land and saying to the land, bring it up now. The tears you've cried, you're about to reap in joy. This, come on. Do y'all see the correlation? Do you see? I'm speaking to the ground and saying to the ground, seeds of tears. She didn't know what was in the tear when she cried. He didn't know what was in that tear, but we know what was in the tear. And then right heaven. Yeah. They say, bring it up right now. Bring it up. Bring it forth. They didn't know there's some new joy happening right now. New wine, new wine, new wine is coming up in your life. All the tears. Because you think you were crying because you were hurt. And you felt like that tear was full of hurt. No, 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 no. The hurt caused the tear. But God said, <laughs> even though you were crying by, while you were hurt, what you planted ain't going to produce more. You, if you were crying hurt tears, it would produce more hurt in your life. God says, no, that's not how it works. The thing that caused you to cry, when that tear hits the ground, that's not the harvest that's coming up. Gosh, I gotta go. I gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Okay, all right. So, Pastor, how do I handle this stimulus package? Number one, be glad and rejoice. Man, I hope this is working for y'all like it's working for me. Number two, live in expectation. What's the expectation of um, covenant alignment, covenant blessings, supernatural uh, provision? Joy. Here's a, here's the next one that happens right in there. He says you're going to get new wine and come on oil. There is an anointing coming on you in this season. Yes, 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 yes. In this, he says the kingdom stimulus package is producing a new anointing in your life for all of you that says to me, Pastor, I don't feel anointed. Here it is. You're about to start feeling it right now. A fresh anointing come over your life right now to do what God has set out for you to do. This is not just an anointing to succeed. This is also anointing to fight. <laughs> it's also an anointing to encourage. Yep, that's what that means. Yep. Fresh oil. In this season, the stimulus package is coming with joy and anointing. Look at God. Look at God. Mmm. Mmm. Because man's economic system says, I'm going to give you a stimulus so you can go out and spend. 
But God's stimulus package says, I'm going to send it to you so you can go out and produce. Are y'all ready? Okay. So number one, what do I do with it? I'm supposed to be glad and rejoice. Number one. Number two, what am I supposed to do with it? I need to live with expectation. That's that. Okay. And everything that goes under that, you got those points. Here's number three. And the last one, what should I be doing pastor with this, uh, kingdom uh, this stimulus package work, <laughs> work. That's number three. Number one, be glad and rejoice. Number two, live with expectation. Number three, work. Where do you see that in the text? I was shouting until you told me I had to do something. Yeah. Let's look at it again. You ready? Number 24. I love God because what God does is he encourages us and gives an assignment at the same time, all in verse 24. How you see that? Watch me. Look at the text. He says, the threshing floors shall be full of wheat. <laughs> and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. Yeah, but where's the work? It's right there in the text. He says, in order for you to get the wheat that comes from out of the wheat husks, you got to take it to the threshing floor, multiple threshing floors. He said, that's going to be all the threshing floors is going to be full and you're going to have to do the work that I sit in front of you to get it out. Yeah. Threshing floor symbolizes work. Okay. But what God is saying in this is I'm going to send you the work. Listen, that you should be doing at this time. Oh, it speaks so much. Y'all this speaks. Oh my God. If I could only pour out what's in my head right now, I'm about to explode. Remember, um, Gideon, the Bible says that Gideon, y'all got to go back and read it in judges Gideon, who was this mighty man of valor. When the text opens about Gideon, he was in the wine press threshing wheat. Listen, he was working, but he was working not in the right place. Either you're going to press grapes in the wine press, listen, or you're going to uh, uh, um, beat wheat in the threshing floor, but you don't go to the wine press to thresh wheat. And the reason he was doing it like that was because they were living in fear and fear caused them to operate in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing. But in this stimulus package, God, I'm preaching. In this stimulus package, God is saying, no, I'm getting ready to line you up. You're going to be in the right place and doing the right thing, and it's going to produce an overflow for you. Who am I preaching to? You keep wondering, am I doing right? Am I in the right place? Am I in the right city? Am I doing this? Is this the right time? And God is saying, yes, <laughs> all of it. Yes, it's about to line up for you. God, I, whoop, thank you. It's about to line up for you. Everything you're doing at the place you're doing it at the time you're doing it. God is saying you were about to move, but God said, uh-uh, it's about to line up right now. You were about to run and go the other way. You thought, okay, maybe this is the right place, but I'm not doing the right thing. You know, like, maybe this is the right thing, but I'm not doing it in the right place. And God says, I'm getting ready to put you back in the threshing floor with wheat. Which means you're going to be in the right place doing the right thing and it's going to yield a harvest 
that you won't believe. But you got to be willing to do the work. That's what's right here in 24. Threshing floor says work. But wait a minute. That says work. Because there is a pressing. In order to get new wine from the grapes, they had to take all the grapes and put it in the wine press. And they would step on the grapes. A lot of times we see that in Greek uh, culture and in Italy, Italian culture, that that whole pressing of the grapes. You take your shoes off, you clean your feet, and you step on it, and they make wine out of it. So this making oil, listen, making wine and making oil all come from the pressing. <laughs> God says, in this season of work, be okay with the press. Watch this. And be okay with the process because in order for them to get new wine and in order for them to get oil, there is a process. But God says it's all lining up for you right now. It's going to be some work involved, but it's going to be the work that's going to yield the produce of your life. And you're going to say, I've never been so satisfied working this hard. Mm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not the guy that tells you that God's about to drop money bags out the sky for you. I'm not that guy, but I am the guy that tells you that God is lining up everything in your life, your destiny, his purpose for your life, the right connections, the right place, the right time, and it will yield something for you that will cause you to be glad and live with joy. Somebody hit some likes somewhere. Give me some hearts if y'all with me. Be okay with the press and be okay with the process because the yielding thereof, <coughs> Dorian, the yielding thereof is going to change your life. You stayed with it. You wanted to turn around, but you didn't. You wanted to let go, but you didn't. You stayed with it. And God says, for those who stayed with it, you're about to see in this season. Come on. Many of you came back to a consistent flow of church and worship during this pandemic. And God said, because you stayed with it, you're getting ready to see an overflow in your life that those around you are going to wonder what are what are you doing that's producing this? And what you're going to have to tell them, you got to tell them, oh, it's kingdom economy. I'm sorry. I can't give you the only link I can give you to this is Jesus. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Come on. Yep. Y'all, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. So let me let me just let me turn the music on so that'll help me get out of here. Okay, that's going to help me get out of here. <laughs> uh-huh. Look. So watch. Here, here. I didn't read all this in the beginning, but I, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it right here. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, the chewing locust, my great army, which I sit among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord. That's verse 26, y'all. Listen, it says, uh, you praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people, I love this, shall never be put to shame. Verse 27 says, then you shall know 
that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God. There is no other. Here it is, last line. My people shall never be put to shame. This is why he's sending the kingdom stimulus package this morning. This is why. Because a season of woe and a season of hard press is coming to the world. But God says, my people will not be put to a shame. So where the world would have a hard press. Come on. Where the word. Oh, Jay Fly, you trying to tear me up. <laughs> where the world will have a season of hard press. The people of God will have a have a season of press that will yield something. What you do matters. Well, I'm gonna I'm, listen. I'm getting ready to listen to this sermon again. This is one of the ones that I'm gonna listen to again because I don't know half the stuff I told y'all today. But listen, this is prophetic download, and I want you to settle in. This 4th of July weekend, freedom. Settle in. Settle in to the fact that God not is about to, has released. So be glad now. <laughs> Operate in joy now. Receive a fresh anointing now. And get to work now. Press go. Now is the time. Yep. Because he says, my people shall never be put to shame. Because see, folk want to say to you, yeah, where's your God now? Where's your God? Why your God ain't stepping in with all the stuff happening in the world? Why, why your God ain't stepping in? Come on. Why your God ain't stepping in at the gas pump? All you can say is, he is. Come, let me show you how. Come, let me show you how. He is. Well, I ain't seen him. Yeah, let me introduce you to him. He is doing this to stimulate your faith. Next week, we start a whole new series called Kingdom Currency. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm excited about it. I always get nervous about stuff that I've never taught before and God showing me new concepts, but... I'm expecting uh, great things from this series. So listen, I'm done today. Father, I pray today that you will seal this word in the hearts of your people. And I want to tell you today, if you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, they're putting the information in the chats for you so you can get plugged in. There is a process here that when you say you want to get plugged in and you want to receive salvation, if you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior, text new life to the number that's going to be on the screen. If you want to join our church, connect, text connect to the numbers that they're going to put on the screen for you in just a few minutes. And there's going to be somebody who will respond to that text and you'll get a chance to talk to them and they will give you the information that you need, whether to receive the Lord Jesus Christ or whether to join the church and be a part of Christ in a nation at a whole new level. Yeah, they'll give you that information. 
So listen, I want y'all to have an amazing 4th of July. And uh, <laughs> share this message with somebody. We're going to, we, you know, we'll put it back out on, um, well, it's ready to share, actually, if you are, once we're done, you can send it. But we normally dress it up a little bit and uh, change some of the, the behind-the-scenes stuff so when you share it, it'll be nice and in a good package. So we give you what you need to share, but somebody needs to hear that God has downloaded a kingdom stimulus package today. You better live in it. You better celebrate it. Yeah, celebrate it. When you put them ribs on that grill, celebrate the kingdom. Uh-huh, celebrate the kingdom, because somebody's saying, I wish I could, but you got it. Celebrate it. Watch what he does. I love y'all. Have an amazing week. Be encouraged and be glad in Jesus' name. I'm out. I'm hot. I'm tired. <laughs> go in peace. And the God of peace goes with you. You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today.